Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, but most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is a continuation of Revelations, and we're in chapter 10. Music is a Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church choir singing Show Me Your Ways and Teach Me, Lord, to Wait.
continue in the book of Revelation chapter 10, April the 15th. Father, I ask that you might speak to my heart and soul this morning as I teach the book of Revelation. Then I'd ask that you might be all the listeners that listen to it. If there's a lost one in the midst, they might come to save your knowledge of Jesus Christ before it's too late. If there's a backslidden Christian that they might get right with God before it's too late. Now you bless God and direct these verses of Scripture, the Word of God, do the Word of God. As I preach it in Jesus' sweet name, amen. Chapter 10, verse 1 says, I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was on his head, and his face was as the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. You need to underline in that verse 1, clothed with a cloud and a rainbow and the sun and the fire. That fire talks about strength. In the bottom of your page of your Bible, on the side in verse of Scripture, put sun speaks of his glory. He talks about the sun clothed with the sun. With fire speaks of his judgment. A cloud speaks of his deity, D-E-I-T-Y. And a rainbow speaks of his authority. I'm going to read a verse or two of Scripture, then I'm going to come back and come in on them. Verse 2 said, He had a hand and let a book open, and he set his right foot upon the seat, and his left foot on his on the earth, and cried with a loud voice as when a lion roared. That lion roared, underline that, put right beside that verse, victory. And when he had cried, seven thunders of the divorces. Verse 1 is, personally, I got on top of that verse of Scripture, chapter 1, verse Chapter 10, verse 1. I put Jesus up for personally. I believe that's Jesus. This is not an ordinary angel by any means. The angel is mighty. One, number two, the angel came down from heaven. Number three, this angel is clothed with, with a cloud. Number four, the face of the angel is like the sun. The cloud is usually found in connection with Jesus Christ. Revelation chapter 1, verse 7, Acts 1 and 9. The fifth thing, the feet of this angel are as of pillars of fire. The sixth thing he has in his hand, a little book. He stands with one foot on the land and one in the sea, denoting universal authority and ownership. Psalm 24, 1. Revelation 1, 14, 15. The Lord God came down on Mount Sinai in a thick cloud in Exodus chapter 19, verse 9. Israel was delivered from the hand of Pharaoh. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud. Exodus 14, 24 and 13, 21. When the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle, a cloud covered the tent of the congregation. Exodus 40, verse 34. Psalm 97, verse 2, Revelation 1, 7. The rainbow is a symbol of divine mercy in the midst of divine judgment. Genesis chapter 9, verse 8 through about 17. In Revelation 1, 16, John saw the countenance of Jesus as his sun shining in his full strength. The same statement is made describing the feet of 
Jesus in Revelation chapter 1, verse 15. Verse 2 and 3 that we read, this is the same book mentioned in chapter 5, verse 5. The line of the tribe of Judah. When John wept much, the angel will plant his feet on the sea and on the land as the pillars of fire. His feet are immovable, and Jesus would hurriedly consume all opposition. When Jesus comes to set his feet on the earth and on the sea, he will shout the shout of victory. Joel three sixteen, Jeremiah 25, 29 and 31. Seven thunders is Psalm 29. Thunder is the voice of, of the Lord and judgment. Psalm 18, 13. Christ, I made a little note here. Christ will manifest himself to Israel sometime during the tribulation period. Isaiah 66, 7 and 8. Micah chapter 5, verse, verse 4. And when the seven thunders had other divorces, I was about to to write, and heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, and here you need to underline the rest of that verse of Scripture, sell up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. God didn't want us to know something about that. Verse 4, suddenly God told John to sell up the seven thunders, and to not write them the seven thunders must have given a terrible message. We have already studied it about blood, tears, famine, heartache, heartbreak, killing, misery, hell, fire, burning mountains, demons, men begging to die, and can't surely what John was forbidden to write must have been beyond human imagination and understanding. You have heard soldiers say that certain battles were too horrible to describe. This is the only place in Revelation, where God says it cannot be understood, the rest of it is revealed to us, and we can't understand his teachings. Verse 5 and 6, I'm going to read. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven and sweared by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and his seat, and the things which are therein, that there should be time no more. Underline that last verse, part of verse 6, that there should be time no more. Verse 5 and 6, what a sight. God is about to lower the boom of his holy fury and her unheard of judgment. Judgment is about to fall with his mighty hand raised up to the stars. He speaks in all the artillery of the sky bust forward. There can be no further delay. God's long-suffering tenderness are running out. The fire of judgment is about to fall. God has put up with man's insults long enough. The world has about to run its course. We should not be too much in love with the old world for it is going to pass away. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 10. Verse 7. But in the days of the voice of seven angels, when he shall begin 
Zion, the mystery of God should be finished as he has declared to servants the prophets. Chapter 4, verse 4. Voice of the Lord is judgment. Make you a little note of that. Verse 8. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again and said, Go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. Verse 9, the last part of this, underline it. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. Verse 19. I've got it on the line, all of it. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. But it, and as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. And he, verse 11, and he said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many people and nations under thy nations and tongues and kings. Verse 7, Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. This mystery will be unfolded at the time when the mighty angel of the Lord Jesus will stand with the earth and sea on his feet. Satan is warped, twisted, marred, scarred, and almost completely wrecked creation. Why has God permitted it? Why has God allowed Satan to get by so long? That is God's mystery, God's business. It's not ours to know. He will explain it to us when we get home. Have you ever heard someone ask, where did the devil come from? Why did God make the devil? There is no answer here. God would explain it. It belongs to the mystery of God. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The mystery of God is about to be finished. There can be no delay. Jesus is about to take over the earth. He will soon judge the one who has afflicted God's saints with evil and temptation, who has destroyed souls on every hand, and who is responsible for the marred of the earth's beauty. This is his glad tidings proclaimed to his prophets of old. We Christians today have a blessed hope which gives us strength and courage. Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 15. We seem to be losing the battle, but thank God we are not. We will win. Are you ready for this return? I'm waiting for his return. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Any time, any day. I'm ready. Verse 8 and 11 says, The book John saw in the hand of the mighty angel was the same book described in chapter 5. Verse 15, there it was closed. Here it is open in the hand of the one worthy to open it. John was told to go get the little book. Then he was told to eat the little book. There is nothing sweeter than the message of grace, redemption, and peace. But there is nothing so bitter as the judgment message. Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 8, and Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 1 and 3. To three, Jeremiah fifteen sixteen, John six forty nine to fifty eight and sixty three. We're supposed to feed upon the word of God, 
and make this prophecy a part of us. It is sweet to serve Jesus, yet there is bitterness with it. This world is not a friend of Jesus. When we believe the Word of God and take it into our minds and hearts and into our daily life, we are eating the very life of Jesus. The Word of God is the only thing that God will bless Isaiah 55, 11. This book will keep you from sin, or sin will keep you from this book. There ain't no other way around it. If you'll stick with the Bible, it'll keep you from sin. If you get, don't read the Bible and forget about it, throw it on it, let it collect dust on the shelf, it ain't gonna do you no good. We need prayer back in schools and Bibles back in schools. May God help you and me to go after the losses we have never gone after them before. God help us to be soul winners, to warn the wicked man in his ways, lest he die in his sins. You die in your sins, you're gonna bust hell wide open. Even one way out is to get saved. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogue, Louisiana. Talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.